Hello and welcome to the Two Dudes Football Podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt Fairman. As always, I'm alongside Ryan Pulsiver. Ryan, we did it. All the doubters were wrong. All the naysayers, well, they were wrong as well. We have made it through a football season, a National Football League season, where 32 teams played 16 games. And honestly, I can't say we made it through without a hitch, but it's it's over with, you know? We, we made it through. Uh, what are your thoughts? I definitely think they should have done this better. This could have, a lot of things could have been avoided. But you know what? That's life. You live, if you're the NFL, you probably won't learn, but they could. And if nothing else, at least we've got playoff football, so I guess we can't really complain that much. Indeed. The playoffs are here, and we know you, the listeners, are just just as excited as me and Ryan both are. And we can get into those matchups in just a second, but this is the Week 17 NFL Review. Now... For the fans listening that have stuck with us, maybe you were with the hockey podcast and you transferred over to football, or maybe you're just a football fan in general, we have a lot of stuff planned for not only the playoffs, but the offseason. We want to be able to make this a very enjoyable podcast to listen to. Unfortunately, we have the duties of breaking down what happened last week. We know you're excited for the playoffs, but hey, let's look at what happened. Week 17, let's get into it. Ryan. Are you ready? I'm ready. Chargers at the Chiefs. The Chargers walk in Arrowhead and give them their second loss of the season. Now, don't be too fooled. Justin Herbert threw for 31 touchdown passes last season, which is an NFL rookie record. He, probably rookie of the year, started against the Chiefs. Why is it such a big deal? Because the Chiefs did not start any of their starters. In fact, some of their second string, they did not start. The Chiefs gave the Chargers a run for their money while only rocking their second and third string teams. Not the greatest look for the Chargers, but I mean, to be fair, this season wasn't really the greatest look for the Chargers, so kind of makes sense. Right, you are. Now, as far as next game is concerned, one that I tossed around in my head a bit, but it was the Falcons at the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers handily defeated the Falcons 44-27. to No too big surprise there. Uh, The Cowboys faced the Giants. Now, this hurt Ryan a little bit. Ryan, uh, you want to talk about this game? Honestly, this game was kind of the amalgamation of the Cowboys season. Hey, you started okay. Okay, you've gone to crap. Hey, look, you kind of pulled it back and you blew it. At the end of the day, it kind of worked out well that they lost this game for reasons we're going to get into later. They simply weren't good enough this year. They didn't belong in the postseason. Like, I'm not losing sleep over this team missing because look around, this team didn't belong. The Giants played a much better game. They were, for the most part, the better team. Again, it was nice to see some defensive improvement near the end of the year. It's a little bit of a moot point considering they just fired their defensive coordinator, and rightfully so, might I add. But I don't know. Like, It's upsetting because you know, you know what the team can do. Like The Cowboys, whether or not you like them or not, 
you look at that roster, they should have done more than they did this year. I mean, that's just a fact. They should have been better than they were. But they just weren't good enough. And at the end of the day, the Giants were the one to put the dagger into them. And it's unfortunate, but I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't mind bringing back Andy Dalton. I guess that's the one thing I've learned from it is uh, he did okay, but this team was never going to win. I would say I hate to agree with you, but I really don't because I'm not a Cowboys fan. Uh, the Giants did beat the Cowboys by four points in a game that many considered a very horribly refereed game, a very controversial game, oh. honestly. If if it's six and if it's a six and ten team going against a six and ten team, which it wasn't when the game was played, but they both finished their season six and ten. Who cares? I understand no. there were playoff they were no. there were playoff implications. Who cares? Because neither of those teams were going anywhere in the playoffs. They just weren't, and that's a fact. I, that doesn't matter though. Like I get it. Like listen, I'm the first person who will tell you that neither of those teams were going anywhere. Have pride in your product. I mean, listen, they called the touchdown for the Giants. That was just not it. He wasn't in. No, don't get me wrong. They get in on the ensuing first and goal. Don't get me wrong. They're going to score the touchdown. But that's not the point. The point is the league got the call wrong. And then the catch that the Cowboys should have challenged that would have pushed the field goal back to 60 yards. They didn't. They got the call wrong. Cowboys didn't help. Like, I get that the game didn't really matter. It didn't end up mattering, whatever. Like, that's fine. That's fair. Have pride. Because if you're going to put in refs who are going to screw up that game, what what other games are you going to screw up? Are we going to see another, like, the eighth time the Saints get attacked in the playoffs by the referees? Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if the game mattered or if it was the battle of two winless teams. Call the game right. Like that's really just call the game right. Some strong words by Ryan there, but words with great meaning, especially if you're an NFL fan and you're watching a team that likely isn't going to make the playoffs. What pride do you have left except for how the game is called itself? And obviously you want to see a win regardless of your record, but you hate to see stuff like that. Would it surprise you, Ryan, if I told you that was not the most controversial thing that happened that Sunday? I'm going to be honest. I don't remember what else was worse, but it's the NFL, so I 100% believe it. We'll get there, and you'll remember, and you'll be like, oh, right. I definitely Um, will. I definitely will. Jets at Patriots. Uh, I was shocked the Jets actually lost. Who'd have thought that their win streak of two would end at two? And Bill Belichick gets a little bit of revenge as he defeats the Jets 28-14. to Oh, and by the way, New England, they've won 10 straight games against the New York Jets. So just sorry, Jets fans. Uh, Vikings versus Lions. One of the craziest games of the season, actually. Uh, Justin Jefferson. I guess it's not fair to say that Justin Herbert's a shoe-in for Rookie of the Year when Justin Jefferson also exists. He has the most receiving yards by a rookie in the Super Bowl era. He has 1,400. It's crazy. Now, as far as the Vikings are concerned – they basically had themselves in position to make the playoffs for so long and then said, you know what, Chicago, here you go. You know what, Arizona, there you go. And Arizona screwed up their shot as well. But the Vikings do get a win against the Lions. The Lions in the season with five wins and the Vikings in the season with seven. However, both 
are under 500. Uh, unless you have anything to say, Ryan, moving on to the Steelers Browns. About the Steelers Browns or about the Vikings? Uh, no, we're just going to move on for the Vikings because they gave me a headache. Uh, the Steelers versus Browns, Ryan. That game was a close one, 24 to 22, and the Browns pull ahead and clinch the playoffs for the first time since 2002. If it was any other team besides Cleveland, I'd say don't celebrate this win because you almost lost to a bunch of second stringers, including a guy who you probably gave PTSD. But let's be real, Browns fans, we both know that you needed this. So enjoy it. Uh, I honestly have liked, I like the Browns. Like I know that they're in my division and I'm supposed to hate them. I don't hate the Browns. I like the Browns. They're a fun team. Uh, I'm excited for the matchup. I'm coming to the playoffs. I'm sure we'll talk a little about that later and the uh, unfortunate COVID wave that has struck them, but Browns played a tight game. They've got a few likable players in the team. Again, little concerning that the Steelers made it that close, but this Browns team has shown me a few times they're legit so good job to you guys and Steelers honestly solid game for resting quite a bit of your starters can't argue with that and both the Steelers and Browns will go ahead take the next week to prepare to play each other again in the first round of the playoffs is it must see TV well we're just gonna have to find out there's a lot of stuff going on with both organizations right now uh, the Ravens and the Bengals played. The Ravens blew out the Bengals by 35 points, and absolutely no one is surprised, nor does anyone really care. Uh, Lamar Jackson looks scary again. Good for him. Uh, the Dolphins versus the Bills. Um, how do I put this nicely for the Dolphins fans listening? <laughs> You're so bad. Um, How's that? Pretty good. Pretty good, except I was going to say something more lines of <laughs> you're very bad, and I hope you guys go and draft someone really, really good. Sorry, there's some background noise going on, but okay, the problem's been fixed there. The Dolphins, y'all are trash. Just straight up, you are, oh my goodness. Like, what you... happened in this game? What happened? Did you, were you... Were you just so tired, you just had to fall asleep with the ball in your hand and let the Bills rock you like a baby in the cradle? Come on. You lost 56 to 26. Now, I know people say, well, hold up, why? You just talked about the Ravens being the Bengals. Now, no one cares if they beat them by 35 points. You're getting mad at the Dolphins for putting up 26 on the Bills? Yes. Yes, I am. I predicted the Dolphins to win, and I was wrong. Is it possible to consider the fact not – to uh, consider the possible fact, excuse me, that Tua Tagovailoa is a bust? I still, look, I'm not sold on the guy either. A little early, and again, the defense gave up 50 points. Uh, there was nothing he was going to do where they were going to win that game. Yeah, I'm. you make a good point, but if you're the Steelers right now, you are looking at that score and you are laughing your head off because you know the game would have at least been probably a 10-ish point deficit if the Dolphins still had Minka Fitzpatrick. You know? Oh, yeah. And so to see it be a 30-point game, 56-26, to 26, for a team that a lot of people thought might make the playoffs isn't just disappointing, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing for the Bills to expose you for the team you really are. And I really hope 
uh, Brian Flores gets his team together for next year's season because you're not going anywhere this offseason. You are going to stay in Miami and stay away from any playoff games. The closest thing you're going to be to a playoff game is whenever teams play in Tampa for the Super Bowl. Consider that. I hope they all go to that game and they watch and they aren't allowed to get any concessions because, you know, they're going to be on their couches. There are no concessions there. And they just get angry. Get angry. That's the only solution. They were a good team. They made a lot of good progress. Like, let's not let's not take that point out of anything. They did good this year. They weren't. I didn't think they were going to be here. I didn't think they were going to be a elimination in week 17 with multiple double digit wins. Like, that's great. Great progress. Not good enough. You're so close. No. You're just that little bit away from the finish line. Go home, reevaluate, say, hey, we did good. Let's do better. And as for Bills Mafia, let's talk about you guys for a second because your team, the Bills, just steadied themselves as not one of the top threats by ranking, but one of the top threats in the league generally. Josh Allen has turned into possibly a top five quarterback. Not only that, he gets to play at home with select fans allowed because you guys, Bills Mafia, are great. You decided, you know what, if we can go along with the COVID protocol and be safe about this, we can have a game. And I'm, I'm proud of you for it. I'm proud of you guys, the Bills Mafia, for doing what you've done. You defeated the Dolphins by 30 points. And you earned not only the number two seed, but you deserve to be where you are as far as other teams fearing your team. You know, that's not a feeling you guys have had in a while. So to have that, take it from a Chiefs fan, feels pretty great, doesn't it? And you know what? Like, again, I, I'm, I'm with you. I love I love Bills fans. They're great. Bills, fan, Bills fans are the best. Like, honestly, I've never met a Bills fan where I'm just like, I dislike you. They're all great. They're all very passionate. And their team is finally matching them on that. So as much as I know that they're technically in the way of the Steelers, I can't help but root for them a little bit. I want to see them do something good this year. And Hey, Ryan. I think they will. And what? Uh, Dad, before this podcast started, me and Ryan talked about some sort of tapping sound that was in the background. Uh, there it was again, bud. So if you ever find out what that is, please let me know. I'm afraid we're going to make this like an ongoing thing in the to- in the podcast, just talking about that weird tapping sound. Can I in your background? Can I but... point out something too. What? The last podcast we did, I recorded in my room. I'm in my basement. I'm in a different room. Okay. So, like, I don't understand what tapping noise could have followed me two floors down. There it was again. Or maybe I'm just hearing stuff. Who knows? Let's move on. Seahawks versus 49ers. The Seahawks uh, earn their spot in the playoffs and defeat the 49ers by a total of three points. Um, I'm not sold on on the Seahawks team at all. No. We started out this season of podcast episodes talking about, oh, I think the Seahawks are great. And you're like, oh, I think the Saints are great. And we were both so high on our teams. And then, well, neither of them are kind of who we thought they were initially. The Saints might be better than even you thought. But the Seahawks, is it safe to say that they could very well be a first-round exit? 
I think any team could be a first round exit. What the Seahawks have going for them right now, we're finally seeing Jamal Adams playing that little bit better. Like we're finally seeing him. And I mean, he, here's the thing: he got hit a little, like he got too much criticism at the start of the year, like a little more than he deserved. He's finally starting to play up to his potential a little bit more. That is something you need going into this postseason. They're even if they get out of the wild card weekend, which is very possible. They're a good team. I, I would still suspect them to do it. This isn't a Super Bowl team. I mean, Saints, they're a Super Bowl team. I made that prediction then, and I did not realize just how well that prediction was going to age. Like, what What are the Seahawks at this stage? I'm not sure, but I just don't know. I'm with you. I don't know that Super Bowl is it. I think they'll get out of the wild card. I'd be very shocked if they didn't, but... Is that enough for this team at this point? I don't think so. They're just as far as I'm. Go ahead. Just, I was just gonna say that they're they're feeling more like pretenders every week. I think you just said the right word. I'm glad you went ahead because as far as I'm concerned, I made that pick back when they genuinely were Super Bowl contenders, or they looked like it at least. I think a lot of people probably had that same thought process, and for them to go on the absolute tear of wins and losses combined neither one looked good your wins didn't look good your losses certainly didn't look good the Seahawks have a 12 and 4 record but they're not really acting like a 12 and 14 they have to get their stuff together and as far as Jamal Adams is concerned when your rookie was he is he a cornerback or a safety Trayvon Diggs uh Trayvon ooh I think he's a safety wait Trayvon Diggs which one is he again (laughs) Uh, that is the rookie in Seattle, not not Stephon Diggs. Who? Yeah, well, I only asked because he's bigs yeah. in Dallas too, and I wasn't sure if you meant him. I don't remember which position he is. I I want to say he's a safety or the no. Wait, I think a he's a corner. It... Okay, I gotta look this up right now because I'm confused. I might have been thinking about the one in Dallas all the time. I know Dallas has to do with what I was gonna say. Okay, Trayvon Diggs plays for Dallas. Yeah, I'm okay. Stupid. I was like trying to think I'm Diggs stupid. on Seattle. Yeah, I think he's a safety in Dallas. Quandre Diggs, oh, a football wow. cornerback. And free safety, apparently. Yeah, he plays for Seattle. That's where the confusion okay, comes. Okay, there we go. Quandre Diggs. When he starts playing better than Jamal Adams does. No, don't get me wrong. Quandre Diggs is good. He has proven to be fairly decent this season. I don't expect him to stay with Seattle. I expect him to be shopped a little bit. We'll see what happens. Uh, you got some problems. And I think they're on the right path to fixing those problems. But close but not quite is what I think the story of this season is going to be. I um, I feel the same way about the Seahawks this year as I did about the Packers last year. I just didn't buy into them as a team. And the Packers made it pretty far in the playoffs last year, but every week people were just kind of like, oh, like that wasn't that good. And then it finally caught up to them. And we saw what it did for the Packers this year. I think Seattle's headed down that same path, but I just don't feel strong about them this year. I think just as the Packers weren't as good as people thought last year, I don't think Seattle's as good as their record says this year. That's a good point. And we'll have to wait and see what happens in the next season see if that uh, comes to pass. All right. Now, I would love to just sit and talk about Week 17 all day, 
we got to start moving on. So I'm going to go through these a little bit faster starting now until we get some of the bigger headlines. Uh, Rams uh, Rams versus Cardinals, that's 18-7. to 7. The Rams somehow beat the Cardinals. And Cardinals, he basically just patted Chicago on the back and said, here you go, here's the playoffs. So uh, both of you, fix your act, please. But not too disappointed in the Rams, actually, for how they played with John Wolford. Uh, not sold on him, not high on him, but he's not bad. You know? Not a starter, but I mean, if you can get a solid backup out of him, that's not bad. Uh, Jaguars and Colts play. The Colts put themselves in a position where everybody else had to win their game or they were out. So, you know, that's kind of a good feeling whenever you're in a position where if they all win, you're out too. Now you have to win or you're out. So, good, good on the Colts for doing that and for defeating the Jaguars by two touchdowns. Not a crazy good performance, but a franchise record rushing performance by Jonathan Taylor with 253 yards. So good for him. Uh, Titans at Texans and the Titans pull off a crazy win against a Houston team. And it's a worrisome game for me as a Titans fan because it just it's not a good look. It really is not a good look, Ryan, for a team that was possibly a top two seed to go in there and barely win. I mean, their rookie kicker who was replacing their starting kicker, Guskowski, because he's on the COVID list, he hits a field goal off the upright and it somehow goes in. Cody Parkey, that's how you do it. But still, it's worrisome. Yeah, Cody Parkey hit the upright multiple times, so I think that's worth more points. Yeah, still. I'm not worried much about this game as I was worried about the Packers game. I think this game's like, ah, that sucks. But those two games combined, now you have me worried. Yeah, I'm worried about the identity of this Titans team. I don't think they're the same team that they were, so we're just going to see. Uh, Raiders at Broncos and the Raiders won a 32-31 game that no one's really talking about because it was really good, actually. And also, fun fact for you, for Las Vegas, uh, this is their first win against Denver in a Week 17 matchup. Not as Las Vegas, I mean as the organization. For the entirety of the Raiders organization, I don't know how many times they played the Broncos. I'm imagining it's been a lot, considering the Chiefs and Chargers play Week 17 almost every week. Uh, This is the first time the Raiders have ever beaten the Broncos in Week 17. So, good on them, but you're still not going to the playoffs, and... Yeah. Uh, Packers versus Bears. Packers took care of business beating the Bears. No big surprise there. That was 35 to 16. What was important is the Packers clinched the first round bye. So that's bad news for Seahawks and Saints fans, but it's good news for the for Packers and their fans as they get an extra week of rest. They definitely earned the number one spot, Ryan. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, hard to, hard to argue with what they've done this season. I think maybe Saints – if they don't lose Breeze, they could have taken it. But you know what? Coulda, shoulda, woulda, didn't. Yep, you're right. Saints versus Panthers moving on. Uh, people were worried about the Saints running back core. Not really there. And I think we saw where Drew Breeze said, <laughs> never mind. And they defeat the Panthers by 26 points, if math is correct. And it is 33-26. to 26, The Saints roll over Carolina and easily clinched that number two seed in the NFC. Finally, Ryan, 
were here. Earlier, I mentioned that there was something else that happened last week that was more controversial, more talked about than the ending to that Giants-Cowboys game. I realized pretty quickly after what you had, after you said it, exactly what you were talking about too. And I was like, oh, oh, I, I thought I was thinking refs, and it's like, oh, not refs. So, Washington does not deserve to be in the playoffs right now. They just don't. That should be New York's spot right there at the four seed in the NFC. Mm-hmm. The football team basically went and got a win against the Eagles because the Eagles tanked. Uh, it's not an entirely fair statement, I don't think. I think it's very fair, but go ahead. Let's get something clear. First and foremost, don't forget that Washington was winning that game when Hertz was benched. That is the first thing. So to say that the Giants deserved the spot, well, the Eagles still weren't winning at that point. And it wasn't exactly a great game by Hertz either. He had a few fumbles, or I think he had a... He had at least, no, he had an interception and two rushing touchdowns. That's what it was. Hadn't gotten much going in the passing game. Like, he wasn't doing that well. Apparently, they had all talked about playing uh, Sudfield, I think his name is, in the game at some point anyway. So, apparently, that was a conversation that had already been had. I think the timing of it was suspicious. I don't think you should pull your guy at that stage. I'm with you on that. But to say that the Giants were robbed of a playoff spot, firstly, Six wins. I mean, you can't be robbed of a playoff spot at six wins. Let's not joke around. Against another team with six wins? Or actually, they finished with seven. Yeah. I think Washington would have won that game anyway. I really do. I don't I don't necessarily think that this made a difference. And it's funny listening to all the different perspectives that are on this. I hate the Eagles. Let me get that clip. There is not a team in this league who I despise more than the Eagles, and that includes, like, the Patriots. I hate the Eagles. If there was a chance for me to talk ill about the Eagles, believe me, I'm going to take it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they rested their young guy, which the timing was a little weird, but we saw teams all across the league do it. Do you really think Mike Glennon was the Jaguars' best chance of winning games? You know, like, no. So why was he playing? Because they were tanking. Teams across the league have been tanking no one cares that the Jaguars tank. Not a single soul gives a crap that the Jaguars tank. Why is it the Eagles are the only team being called out for this? I'll tell you why right now. The Eagles are the only team getting called out for that because it included playoff implications for other teams. You may say the Giants didn't deserve a spot, as I did earlier. I'm here to tell you the football team didn't deserve a spot either. If you finish your season 7-9, and nine, you don't deserve a spot. You just do not. And guess what? We were in a position where if the football team lost, as they probably would have, because I'm more afraid of Jalen Hurts than I am the entire football team's team, that's bad. That is, it was clearly tanking in my book when you have premeditated thoughts of starting your new backups, switch to starters backup, because we're not talking about Carson Wentz anymore. We're talking about Nick Sudfeld. Nate, I think. Whatever I was saying, Nick Foles, Nate said, whatever it is. Still, exactly, I don't know his name. And you're thinking about starting him in a game that has major playoff implications. Not only is the timing fishy, not only is it all very, very situational, it's just wrong. I'm sorry. You, you can say, how come, how come the Eagles are the only two being called out for this? 
I don't care. The fact is that they are being called out. This was a huge deal as it should be. And I am kind of shocked that you, as much as you hate the Eagles, are looking at this in a little bit more mild concept than or context than I am because it really it's a big deal. Who did the Jaguars play? It is a big deal. Who did the Jaguars play this week? Remind me. Uh, Indianapolis. So you're telling me that the Jaguars openly tanked because that's what they've been doing. They've been playing Mike Lennon for much of the season. They're tanking. You're telling me the Jaguars tanked in a game with playoff implications as well? Because if they beat the Colts, that's it. They're done. There's nothing. No, 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 no. Let's get this straight. The Jaguars weren't going to make the playoffs. They also weren't going to lose seeding. They were already the number one pick in the draft. The Jaguars are nowhere near as good a team as the Colts. This is a situation where every team involved is mediocre with one shot at the playoffs. And it's also clearly tanking in my eyes. There is more value to the Eagles situation than the Jaguars situation because no one cares if the Jaguars win or lose. So what? Okay, the Jaguars go and they win. Good on them. That's not tanking. The Eagles put in their third string quarterback when they're behind after their backup turn starter turns very good. That's clearly tanking. And you give the football team a playoff spot. Why do you do it? You moved up three draft spots. But I like I don't understand why the Eagles are the only ones. And again, I agree the timing was not great. It was pretty clearly done with that intent. Let's also knock one thing out of the way. They were not putting Carson Wentz in a quarterback. That was not a thing that was going to happen at any point. We've seen the Carson Wentz relationship. That wasn't going to happen. Like, I hate the Eagles, and I love to rail the Eagles for anything I can. I really do. But there's a double standard here. And at the end of the day, it does not help that Hurts was not having his best game. I think in most situations, the starter gets left in to, you know, feel it out, play it out, whatever. They decided they wanted to pull the plug. It was apparently something they had talked about beforehand, so this wasn't news because I had people I would talk to and they were like, oh yeah, like I knew this was happening with the game. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I guess that was the thing. Yes, what the Eagles did was more than likely blatantly tanking. I will absolutely agree with you on that point. They are not the only team to do it. They are not the only team to do it when playoffs were on the line. And if anything, your argument of the Jaguars can't get any lower, then why are they still tanking? They could have stopped taking weeks ago. The Jaguars aren't taking. They are a horrible team. That too. They are also a they horrible are dirt. team. They are they are the number one pick, praising Trevor Lawrence as their god sent from above. Okay, so what? So what? The Eagles are getting called out for doing something that they know is wrong, that we know is wrong, and honestly, am I just dis- am I disappointed? I, I think it's a bad move by the Eagles. I really do. My heart goes out to Giants fans. My heart goes out to Cowboys yeah. fans. Could, could you imagine if the Cowboys had won the game that they played? How much bigger a deal this would be? I think the deal would be about the same. Don't get me wrong. I'd probably be singing a little bit different of a tune at the Cowboys. Because, you know, when you're, you're the fan of the team that allegedly got screwed, and you can argue if allegedly belongs there or not, then, yeah, you're going to be a little more upset. I mean, 
the Eagles aren't the only one to do it. The move made some level of sense. Sutton uh, has been around for a couple of years, and a lot of Eagles fans were actually really high on him if you ever listen to Eagles fan chatter, which unfortunately I do sometimes. They actually had a lot of hope for him, and he didn't do very well, which made things worse. If he comes out and he wins the game for the Eagles, are we talking about this? No. It, no. it just happened that he came out and he kind of stuck. And you can never really know if a player is going to sink or swim until you put them out on the ice, on the field. Not ice, that's the hockey podcast. And unfortunately, he didn't do very well. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, the Eagles lost that game. I just... So many other teams do it. And for the Eagles, them doing it, and if we're, we are assuming at this point that it was very blatant, very intentional, because it probably was. Or they're just dumb. That's also possible. It worked. They did it to get positions, and they did it to move up from, what, like ninth to sixth or whatever? When we've seen teams like the Jaguars do it to get Trevor Lawrence. They are not the only team to do it, and I've never heard a peep against teams like the Jaguars for putting in Mike Lennon. I've never heard a peep. Because the Jaguars are horrible. The, dude, the Eagles are not much better. Their coaching is atrocious. Their management is atrocious. Their weapons are mediocre and also not used very well. Their defense is a little overrated, but not that bad. And they're They won a Super Bowl three seasons ago. When's the last time Jacksonville did anything? It was twice that amount in the AFC Championship game where they got blown out by New England. The Jaguars putting in Mike Lennon, that is not called tanking. That is called, guess what, Minshew just is not that magical. Duval is not what you thought you were, not what you thought it was. They won in week one, and that was it. That was it. Still can't believe they won in week one. Against the same team that defeated them in week 17 to close the season, which is kind of interesting. And I'm with you. I'm not trying to allow tanking generally speaking i'm just saying the situation there was more on the line for the giants for the eagles for the football team for the cowboys than there were for the jaguars colts and that's just a fact because the colts kind of played into their own destiny like i said earlier they went from being a team that they had to win and another team lose to pressuring other teams to win which isn't it isn't that bad a spot to be in now I think we just got to move on from this, honestly, because it's making my head hurt a little bit and I'm not that smart to begin with. Um, We got some stuff to talk about, Ryan. Game picks. Week 16 weeks. Sorry, not week 16. Week 17 game picks. How do we do, Ryan? Do you know? Oh, I am well aware of how we did. Now, this is a little bit interesting because I did so much better than I have before and at the same time did not. I went 10 and 6. I was 63% correct. Ryan went 13 and 3. Here's the thing. You only made the playoff in one uh, one of the conferences, though. I hate to tell you. You, you, did, you did miss in the AFC. It's all right. I'm more of an NFC guy myself. Um, I went 10 and six this week. That's not bad. It's not good, but for me, it's not bad. It puts me, however, 10 games exact behind Ryan because the season total going into the playoffs, Ryan is 53 and 24 
Well, I am 43 and 34. So it's just, it's really interesting how that ended up playing out. I'm not mad. I'm probably not going to win. It would take a lot for me to come back and win. But if it couldn't be me, I'm glad it's Ryan. <laughs> I, I think I'm honored, but there's also literally no other option. So I'm not sure if I'm that honored. Well, that was kind of the point of me saying what it was to leave you oh. in mystery. Is there like a third? Is there is there a third dude that I don't know about who's just been quietly making game picks in the background? <laughs> no, it's just us, just the two dudes, and aren't we stupid as ever? But you know, when life gives you bad game picks, they also give you a chance to make better game picks next week. So, wild card round, uh, wild card round game picks. Ryan, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. First up. Alabama versus Ohio State in the national championship game. Uh, let's go Alabama because I know them more, which doesn't mean much because I don't really know them either, but they're the bigger name, I think. So I'm going Alabama. I'm going Alabama as well, just because. No reasoning behind it. Just I'm rooting for Alabama. Good for it's pretty them. much the same reasoning as me, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I watch college football and I'm just like, eh, Alabama, you know? We both picked Clemson, and uh, that didn't go well. So. No, no. Sorry, Alabama. Uh, sorry, sorry, Alabama. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it could go either way. And I honestly, I don't know if I'm rooting for Alabama or Ohio State. I have connections to both. So, now, I'm not fond on Alabama at all because I'm a huge Volunteers fan. So, I don't want to have to root for Alabama, which makes me really want to change my mind to root for Ohio State. But I'm not crazy on Ohio State either, so we'll have to see. NFL, actually this time, that was just a little bit of a trick. Wild card round, AFC matchup, the seventh-seeded Colts at the Bills Mafia. Ryan. There aren't many teams I would pick over the Colts because I feel like the Colts have what they need to do it. The Bills are one of those teams. I'm all in, Bills Mafia. Let's go. Uh, You look at the matchup, I am right on board with Bills Mafia. I have this being... It could be a 10-point win and still be impressive. It could be a 40-point win and still be impressive. Bills Mafia, see you in the second round. Rams versus Seahawks. Keep in mind, this is the second week in a row these two teams will have seen each other. The Seahawks are the third seed, and the Rams are the sixth seed. Ryan, who you got? I'm a little scared because I don't know who's going to be the Rams quarterback. I'm not sure if Goff's going to be back in. And you know what, man? I'm taking Seattle. Like, I know we talked about how they're not a real team and that they're not going to win the Super Bowl, but I said that about the Packers, and they went pretty neat too. So you know what? I'm going Seattle. Russell Wilson MVP conversation, is it's not a thing anymore, but he's going to win this game. Yeah, I actually agree with you there. I do want to walk back something I said earlier. I said this is the second week in a row. I said this is the uh, second week in a row these two teams played. I was wrong. I believe it's the second time in the past three weeks that they played each other. Uh, yeah, it is, because they played in week 16. Uh, that was a little bit of confusion on my part. That's my bad. But I still have Seattle winning. They're just a more put-together team, regardless of how terrible they played lately. And to your point, they do remind me of uh, of Green Bay from last year. So, uh, Buccaneers... <laughs> This cracks me up. 
Tom Brady's Buccaneers traveling to D.C. to play the Washington football team. I want to open, before you make your pick, with the reminder of what Bruce Arians said. I don't know if you heard his quote that he gave. He said he's not playing a 7-9 and team. He's playing a 4-1 and team, which I think they're supposed to actually be 5-1, and one, so I'm not really sure where that extra win went, but whatever. Because this is a different team with Alex Smith as quarterback. Oh, it was the Eagles game he didn't count, I think. I think he left out the Eagles game in that joke. Um, this is a different team with Alex Smith. That being said, do I think they beat the Buccaneers? No. I think it's going to be a tight game, though. Well, here's the deal. I'm sorry to Ben Roethlisberger, but you don't get a chance to be comeback player of the year when Alex Smith no, is in the picture. No, not, not. If he didn't perform well, maybe, but he's been good enough. It's, it's a shut question. Yeah, uh, Alex Smith, you want to be next year's comeback player of the year? Drop this game by 50 points and win the Super Bowl next year. Be comeback player of the year two times in a row. How does that sound? That would be impressive. (laughs) No one's gone through as much as Alex Smith has this past year in the world of football. I mean, how – okay – Maybe Ron Rivera, actually, which is also some, also something to consider, but he's not a player. Um, it's just so inspiring. And as a Washington football team fan, because I have been high on this team pretty much all season, I've roasted them when I had to. I've talked bad about them when I had to. But if you see me watching the Washington football team, I have excitement. I have joy. And I love looking at Tom Brady crying because the Titans – Beat, beat him. You know, I love seeing Tom Brady sad just because that's who I am. I'm picking the Washington football team to win this football game. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. I really don't. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers do not get to be the first team to play in Raymond James. They're the first team to play in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. Let me get that straight. Excuse me. And I think the football team wins in the first round, the wild card round. And now if you're listening to me and you're laughing at that prediction, okay. Cause I'm kind of walking back what I said earlier about the NFC East not going anywhere. And I'm fine with that. I'm picking the football team for more than record. I'm picking them because of who they are as a team, you know? Again, it's not a seven and nine team. It's a four and one team. Did you have something you were going to say, Ryan, before uh, I kind of interrupted you? Uh, I was going to make the comment. I, I mean, we've both been really high in this team all year. Like, I, like we, and I think a little more you than me, but still me too. We both kind of backtracked a little bit recently, but I mean, I don't think anyone's been as high on this team as we've been. So I think no. I get perfectly logical pick at this stage for you to pick them and for me to say it's going to be a close game. And, you know, I there's not many times I want to brag in my lifetime. But, Ryan, I'm going to brag for the both of us because, quite frankly, when we started really talking about Washington, nobody else had considered them a good team. Then they start going on a win streak, and they start performing the way we expected, we expected them to. You know, we are just two dudes, and we make the joke, and we make the joke that we're just amateurs, and that's true. You hear how many times we mess up in this podcast, but – we know our stuff from time to time. And I think we are right on this team. And, you know, whether your prediction of the Buccaneers or my prediction of the football team is right or wrong, Ryan and I will shake hands at the end of it and say, such is life, you know? 
we were both still pretty right in general about that team, no matter how the playoffs go. Exactly. Uh, moving on on something else I'm proud of. You know, you know, my best prediction in the world is at one point the Washington Nationals were the lowest ranked team in their conference, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and yeah, I think so. I was talking to a lady, a lady that goes to uh, my church congregation, and she's like, "Man, the Nationals are horrible this year." I'm like, "No, they're going to win the World Series." She's like, "Oh, you're so wrong." I'm like, "No, they'll probably beat the Dodgers." She's like, "No, no, they won't." And I'm like, "Yeah, in six games, it's going to happen." This was when they were ranked the lowest in the league, and I made that prediction, and 100% of that was right. So I just want to flex that for a moment. If I'd put money on it that day, I'd be a multimillionaire right now. Um, Again, such is life. Moving on to another prediction I made, the Ravens playing the Titans Titans in the first round of the playoffs. I said this could happen weeks ago. Yeah, you talked about it. And I was like, yeah, you never know. And sure enough, got to give you points or points or do. Look where we've made. Exactly. Yeah, but unfortunately, this is not the same stakes as it was last year. This is not a wild card team riding the back of Derrick Henry to the AFC Championship, playing a stacked Ravens team with Lamar Jackson. It's still Lamar Jackson's team, but the Ravens are fighting an uphill battle. They're 11 and 5. Now, I say uphill battle. The moral of that is that they're still going up. You know, they're going to have some hits along the way, but they're still going up. The Titans, 11 and 5, I can't say the same for them based off of how they've played. You drop a close one to Houston, you get blown out by Green Bay the week before. The only thing you have going for you is that you're playing at home. But in a pandemic, unless you're the Bills, that doesn't matter. I, I got to give this one to the Ravens. To build off your home point, this was the first year in NFL history that the, the home team had a losing record. That's a good point. I, I'm giving it to the Ravens. I don't know. Uh, I don't feel high about anything on the Titans team right now except for Henry. And the Ravens just set like the all-time rushing record in a game for a team. So I think those two kind of can't fool each other out. I, don't know, I just like the rest of the Ravens see more than I like the rest of the Titans. And I've been huge in the Titans all year, but they've been letting me down. I think this is the Ravens' revenge story. I actually agree with you. And as a Titans fan, that hurts me because I do root for the Titans a lot. Like Ryan roots for the Cowboys a lot. I root for the Titans a lot. We both now, have two teams, realistically. Like it's not even like a one two, it's like a one A, one B. Actually, for me, it's a one-two. There's nothing compared to the Chiefs for me. Oh, really? I am, yeah, I am Chiefs or bus, but you don't know how often I root for the Titans as well. Like well, the Chiefs are by be. far my number one, but oh. the Titans, I can get super mad if there's bad calls in a Titans game, or like I'll cry about the Titans. You know, I love both teams, but the Chiefs are my favorite. But I love both teams. Uh, moving on, the Bears. <laughs> Oh, Bears fans, you made the playoffs. Uh, versus the Saints in the Superdome, this isn't a hard call at all, Saints. Yeah, I I, I was going to make a joke. I can't even do it. Here's the thing. I think the Saints and their history of choking, I could kind of see them blowing this game. But I, if I'm a betting man, I'm not taking that bet. I'm taking the Saints. 
Uh, I think we're both exactly right, but you never know until the game is played. But the Saints are right there with the Packers. That's going to be an interesting one. You're not going to like what I'm going to do to you in a few minutes, by the way. So just keep that in mind. See, um, I love that you don't tell me things before we do them, but I also hate it. All right. Well, you're not going to like it. Um, Browns at Steelers again for the second week in a row however this is actually the second week in a row it's not like second time in two weeks the browns at the steelers this is big ryan this is big time if you're a browns fan this is big time for your team uh i'm gonna be honest i went in with the idea of i was gonna pick the browns but kevin stefanski has COVID-19. I believe Denzel Ward has COVID-19. There's another coach and another player that have COVID-19. Facilities are shut down. Big Ben, with they didn't need Big Ben to keep that game close. I'm going Steelers. I'm putting my faith in this team. I just think, I don't know how much further they're going to get than this, but I feel like the elements are aligning for the Steelers to get a win here. And you know, I actually think you're right. I'm picking the Steelers as well. And it's not because I don't like the Browns. It's not that I'm hating the Browns. I'm not. I, I I respect the Browns. And I certainly like – I'll root for them, you know. But it, there's too much going on. You're asking for Superman when you have Robin, you know. Or you're asking for Batman when you have Robin, when you're picking the Browns to win this game. You're just not going to get what you want. And I'm sorry, Browns fans. I just don't see it happening this season. But draft and trade well, keep your receivers healthy, and next season, look out. Because you are definitely Super Bowl contenders. You definitely are. So keep that in mind. And the Steelers, don't be so high on yourselves either. You're still the same team that started out so well to end with four losses. Yeah. You know? I'm in agreement to that, but you never know. So you got to start somewhere, and this game could be the start. The only chance that the Cleveland Browns have is if Baker Mayfield has himself a game, which is very possible. But I just it is. I need to, I need to see it first. You know, like show show me that. Show me him in prime time putting up what he needs to do. And if so, well then great for him. But that's that's their only shot, really. And Browns fans, don't be disappointed if Cleveland loses this game. Like, I understand it's the first one you've been to since before I was born. But it is what it is. And you've been hit with something that's very unlucky. You should take pride in this team this season. And as a Chiefs fan, wait until the cards are aligned before you make your Super Bowl run. Trust me. Now, as far as the wild card round is concerned, we made our picks. I selected the in a row Bills, Seahawks, football team, Ravens, Saints, and Steelers. Ryan, you predicted the Bills, Seahawks, Buccaneers, Ravens, Saints, and Steelers. We only disagree on one game. Which isn't great. That's not bad. It's not great for you, though. Try to chase me down. Mathematically, with these selections, I don't think I can come back and win. Like, I don't sincerely think there's enough. If I win this game, if I win that one game we disagreed on, which is the football team, (laughs) I have to deal with – let me do some quick math. 
Uh, uh, I think after these picks, it's going to be impossible, but I'm not sure. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah, it's impossible. Sorry. Um, congrats to you for winning the season. It is what it is. Um, I'll still yeah. post game picks, though, just because oh, yeah. we're going to have that. We're going to keep going. Oh, and by the way, as soon as this podcast gets dropped, Ryan is posting something that trolls every other team that didn't make the playoffs. So just keep that in mind. Uh, if you follow our Instagram, the Two Dudes Football Instagram, as if you don't, you should probably follow that right now. That's, uh, that's where the post will be. Um, you know we have a thing called Playoff Long Shots, and yeah, just wait. Now, as far as the Two Dudes go, we are very bold, I would say. Ryan, are we not both bold? Except for the times that we're very not, because that happens once in a while. But we also say some pretty out there things, I'd like to say. Yeah. Well, here we go with being bold. Right now, Ryan, playoff matchup and result. Who's it going to be? Uh, Super Bowl mat- matchup and, resu- and results. Wow. Sorry. So is this the thing you didn't tell me, or is there something else coming? Oh, there's something else coming. Oh, God. Okay. Super Bowl. I'm kind of torn between the Chiefs and the Bills, to be honest with you. But I'm going to have to give it to the Chiefs. We've seen that dynasties in this league are very much a thing. And I think we see the birth of one here. The NFC. There's that clicking sound, that tapping sound. It's been going on for a few minutes, just so you know. I'm so confused as to what that noise could be. I have so genuinely no idea. Well, keep going. Um, NFC, I'm giving it to the Packers. I think Rodgers, Mahomes, sounds like a fun Super Bowl to me. May I remind you that that was the original Super Bowl matchup. Super Bowl one was played against the Packers, or it was played between the Chiefs and the Packers, and the Packers won the trophy. Why do I mention that? Because of what the trophies are named today. Vince Lombardi won the Lombardi Trophy. It bears his name because he won the first Super Bowl. So if the Chiefs had won the Super Bowl, it would have been called the Hunt Trophy. And due part to Lamar. No, not Hunt Trophy. Um, Why can I not think of this right now? Whoever the Chiefs head coach was during that Super Bowl, I'm sorry. I will remember who it is i'm just having a stupid person moment right now um as it stands right now if the bills and i'm just gonna take ryan's picks ryan's picks because it is what it is but if the bills seahawks buccaneers ravens saints and steelers all move on uh it should be the uh it should be the buccaneers playing the packers as it should be the uh, Ravens playing the Chiefs. So there you go. Chiefs-Ravens would be a good game to see. So be sure to tune into these playoffs this year, folks. I mean, it'll be it'll be fun. It really will be fun. Um, now, Ryan, this is the part you're not going to like. Oh, no. Go ahead, confirm your Super Bowl prediction and outcome. Oh, so you just want to know the prediction of my score? Uh, yeah, the out, yeah, everything. Um, okay. 
I'm going to give it 31-28 Packers. A-Rod wins 30 Super Bowl MVP. Against the Chiefs. I think so. I We'll have to see. I think Mahomes gets picked off a couple times by uh, Jer Alexander. One by Jer Alexander, one by someone else. He still has a good game. But, I mean, even in last year's Super Bowl, he wasn't exactly world-breaking performance. And I think the Packers capitalized a little more on that than the Niners did. All right. Well, I have the Chiefs and the Packers as well, Ryan. Really? I have a different outcome. Now, that's not much of a surprise. I have the Chiefs winning. 31 to 28. The same score you had just flipped. I feel like this is I feel like this is going somewhere that I don't like it and I don't know where it's going. And Ryan, I feel very confident in my pick. And I hope you feel confident in your pick too because you're about to do some gambling. You know what? I have won both of our bets so far. So you know what? What have I got to lose at this point? Well, you tell me, what do you have to lose? What are you willing to wager right now? Not actual money, but what are you willing to do if you lose that bet? And what would you like me to do if I lose that bet? Okay, this is really throwing me on the spot. Um, that is a very good question. I think I have an idea. Okay. We've done a lot, you know, we've talked about teams. We're going to be talking about teams, but I feel like so rarely do we talk about ourselves and more importantly, each other. I propose this, the loser, assuming that, you know, one of the two teams we just picked wins the Super Bowl, because otherwise I feel like this bet is probably a moot point, but I guess we'll figure that out later. Makes a short two minute video just talking about how much they love the other person. And share it on the the Instagram page for all to bear witness. Now, to be fair, I know it's going to be hard to condense all of the great things about me to two minutes, but I do believe that you can. <laughs> I believe in you. Hey, uh, Ryan. Yes. It's not good enough. Not good enough. Yeah. Out. Um, okay. let, you have let, let, let me tell you what I was thinking. Okay. So I'll keep the video, but we need something that's embarrassing. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. I guess it's time to announce that there has been a possible shirt into the mix. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know where this is going, but I don't like the sound of it. A two dudes football shirt. Oh. Actually, I think I do like the sound of where this is going. While also supporting something you're not too fond of. If you say the Eagles, I'm going to punt you. How would you like to wear an Eagles shirt? I would hate that more than pretty much anything on planet Earth, if I'm going to be honest with you. What if I told you you have to wear an Eagle shirt every single time we record next season? 
That's I feel like that's going to be more tedious to remember than anything. And post it on the two dudes Instagram just for verification. Now, this is where the bet gets interesting. And if you fall short on the bet, Raiders. Raiders. Can't argue with that. Now, here's what happens. I like your idea enough. I suggest that when the Super Bowl actually arrives, if it's sorry, excuse me, if it's not between the Chiefs and the Packers, we'll just do that video thing after we make our pick. Now, what if we agree with the Super Bowl prediction? Well, we'll do score prediction, and the closest person wins. Um, what if, if we agree, agree on the score, then yeah. Wait, what? I said if we agree on score, well then darn, darn. Too bad, so sad. Cry me a river, Chad. But uh, as far as this bet goes, I look forward to it. Um, it could get a little pricey because NFL is a little expensive. Um, oh, if you th- if you think I'm getting something from the NFL store, you are wrong. I am oh. going to march down to a thrift store because, you know, no one keeps their Eagles gear and I'll find something. I'm not putting more than 10 bucks into one of those crappie shirts. All right. Well, we'll see if you stand by that statement in the future, but I will. it is what it is. If I'm wrong on my prediction not to wear a Raiders shirt during every single episode next season, and if Ryan is wrong, then he has to wear an Eagles shirt every single day next season. Now, it's not – I at first I was going with, oh, yeah, you, we should wear two dudes merch. And I'm like, wait a minute. We don't make any money off of this. So probably not. <laughs> yeah, I was a little confused but still kind of excited either way. However, I guess we could try and make some merch at some point if we ever get – Past, yeah. you know, that'll, that'll be a later date, but I think we can make it happen later on. Oh, yeah. Which is why there's an announcement I think we should make. Ryan, uh, actually, I would like to conference with you for a few moments outside of this podcast. This is totally new to even me, but I want to talk to you about something real quick, and we'll be right back on the podcast shortly. You'll hear, you'll probably hear a quick 30 second ad, and then after that, you'll hear our pretty voices again. You ready, Ryan? Uh, no, I am not. Absolutely not. Let's do it. All right. Hopefully you heard a little ad there. We're not sure. We don't get monetized from this. It's just me putting uh, that in there for your own enjoy- enjoyment. But uh, here we are. Announcement time. First announcement. The first off-season episode you will hear from us. So we are titling The Roast Episode where Ryan and I will officially be going through all 32 NFL teams and roasting them with, okay, one exception probably being the Super Bowl winner. We won't roast too, too hard because, you know, it's hard to talk trash about the team that beat you. I don't think we can roast them. Even if we tried, they just go, ha rings and they're right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure out a way when there's a will, there's a way, but maybe not a way we want to take 31 to 32 NFL teams will be roasted in the roast episode. Another thing alongside that, you might be seeing like NFL Week 17 Review or Week 17 NFL, whatever whatever the titles of the episodes are, that'll all start to change in the offseason. We get a lot more creative with offseason stuff. When it comes to playoffs and offseason, we really start titling it based off of conversations we have and craziness like that. So don't be thrown off by that. If you're looking for our podcast episodes, Always just go to the Two Dudes Football Podcast and you'll see the most recent one. Big announcements, though. Ryan and I have agreed to 
a limited series podcast, meaning it's not going to be as frequent as the other episodes, to a baseball podcast in the summer of 2021. No starting date can be announced right now, but we are super excited. And if you like baseball and you like the cracking of the bat and the home runs and, of course, the dedicated fans, because most baseball fans are very dedicated to their sport, then tune in to the Two Dudes Baseball Podcast. No, what? We're about basketball. Well, we've got a lot of requests about basketball. And by the way, we are in the works for forming one of those podcasts for 2022, as well as a possible dude, mm, not replacement, because we're not replacing Ryan, but more people into the mix, more let me, guest let me, stars. Let me explain yeah. this. Let me explain this very simply. I don't like basketball. I don't know very much about basketball. So any basketball podcast needs someone who can actually talk basketball. So perhaps a second and a half. Maybe that's the dude who's been making predictions behind our backs. It's not. Oh. I, I, I would never betray you like that. <laughs> We're not talking about basketball at first. I was not going to do it unless you wanted to. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, it's just not a sport I enjoy. And I know that that's a bit of a big take. Yeah, it's just not for me. So me on it would be like, ah, yes, LeBron James, Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Go Raptors. <laughs> of course, you're the Raptors fan. Um, but here we are, and we have a lot of fairly big announcements. So basketball 2022, baseball this summer. Now, the biggest announcement pertaining to this podcast is we can officially confirm a season two will drop in August of 2021. Where are we going in between? We'll take you through the Super Bowl through draft day. And then after the draft, we're going to take two, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight weeks undecided. More details we provided saying we're going to take a hiatus. Uh, maybe a few short, short podcasts here and there just to fill you guys in on any trades or something. But it's not going to be anything crazy and all that will be included in like season two teasers. There's not going to be episodes or anything. Episode yeah. zeros, if you will. So just something to look into. It's It'll be a lot of fun, and we really look forward to what's coming. Season yeah. two of NFL. Season two of hockey is on right now. Guys, we are a full-fledged podcast program, and we could not have done it without you. And I mean, yeah, I just... Just to add on a little bit, because I'm, it might be a little confusing. The only reason we take these breaks is because it gives us a chance to focus, A, on the other podcast, in this case with hockey just getting underway. And it lets us refuel on ideas, you know? Like, we just get a chance to kind of sit back and go, okay, like, we did all that. What else can we do? So this break, it might suck in the short term, but just you wait to what we come out the other side with, because it's going to be good. And trust me, I'm nowhere near done scaring Ryan. Uh, there's still more stuff this season he doesn't know about. So, oh no. Yeah, you, you have fun worrying about that, Ryan. I feel both excitement and fear. To be fair, everything that's left, you don't have to be scared of, but it's still funny to like see the or hear the fear in your voice, you know? It's you. I, I never know what you've got up your sleeve. Oh, uh, I have something up there. Uh, yeah, you're not going to like it. <laughs> Uh, you're not going to be scared. You're, you can be excited for it, but you're not going to like it. So we'll see. I, I'm going to like it in spite of you, if at all possible. If I can like it, 
just to prove you wrong, I'm going to. It involves the Eagles. If it involves making fun of them, then I like that. God, I defended the Eagles earlier this episode. Do you know how long ago that feels? <laughs> it's been a long episode. I still hate them. <laughs> I was just joking. It does not involve the Eagles. I just want to see if you'd freak out. Um, okay, as we normally do when we come to the close of a podcast episode, we give our shout-outs. So I want to go ahead and go first, Ryan, if that's all right with you. Sounds good to me. My shout-outs goes to all the NFL playoff teams. You played a great season, and we look forward to being entertained by your skill. Uh, This weekend, Saturday, three teams will play. Sunday, three teams will play. And round two of the playoffs will be decided by the end of the day, Sunday. I look forward to it. Congratulations. Uh, You deserve it. Even if you don't deserve it, cough, cough, Washington. Um, Have fun. My shout-out is going to go in a little bit of a different direction. I want to give a shout-out to my guy, Deshaun Watson, for giving us what's going to be a phenomenal off-season story and plenty of opportunities to laugh at just how incompetent that team is. And then he's going to get traded to Pittsburgh in a one-for-one for a third-round pick because it's the Texans, and I will be very happy. And they'll throw in J.J. Watt, too, just because. (laughs) <laughs> JJ watch just like a, a little side. <laughs> uh we'll we'll convince them it's a cap dump and they'll be like, oh yeah, sure. A cap dump? I don't get paid enough. Like JJ Watt. Don't tell them that. They don't realize yet. <laughs> <laughs> also, speaking of Bill O'Brien, I saw where uh he was getting interviewed for the offensive a coordinating job at Alabama because their current offensive coordinator took a job elsewhere. So that'll be interesting. I mean, as long as they don't let him make any moves, it might go okay. Uh, you can't trade college football players. He'll find a way. All right. Well, you said, you said it yourself. If there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. But my question uh, what if there's a bill? If there's a bill, there definitely is a way. Exactly. All right. Well, Ryan, anything else you want to say? I don't think so. I think shoving in that little small bit of Deshaun Watson was the only thing I needed to get off my chest, and there it is off. Well, here we go. Uh, Honestly, guys, I'm telling you right now, tune in next week. You're going to want to. You're going to want to tune into this next episode. All right. Also, the roast episode. All right, guys. That's it. I can't talk. English doesn't exist anymore. I'm Wyatt Fairman alongside Ryan Balsiver. This has been Two Dudes Out. Two Dudes Out.